Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to, for one final time this season, the Charlotte Edwards Cup review show brought to you by County Cricket Natters in conjunction with Women's Cricket Chat. I'm Sam Dalling, and I'm delighted to be joined as ever by Hannah Thompson and her dog. Hello, Hannah. Hi. How are you? I do you know. I'm actually knackered again. Yesterday was absolutely amazing. Um, and you'll introduce um, Charlotte in a second, but such a good day. Yeah, it certainly looks at it from the live stream. I'm very jealous. I was unable to be there. Hannah was at Northampton for Charlotte Edwards Cup finals day yesterday, as was our second very special guest who I don't know if she's sporting her winner's medal right now as we speak, but she certainly picked one up yesterday. Charlotte Taylor, hello, how are you? Lovely to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm very tired. Um, There were a few celebrations last night, but um, yeah, I'm uh, proud to be a a Charlotte Edwards Cup winner as a part of the 2022 squad with the Vipers. It's been a, a brilliant tournament. It was a brilliant day yesterday. I bet it was. Brilliant day, brilliant evening. But you had to come back, I guess, because you were at Hampshire today, aren't you? You're at the AGS Bowl doing a bit of commentary. Yeah, yeah, I am at the AGS Bowl uh, today. I did uh, some commentary yesterday and um, and I'm back at the AGS Bowl. Drove quickly down uh, the A34 this morning. Um, from Northampton to get back here for the start at 11 o'clock this morning. And it's, and it's lovely here, nice and sunny. So, oh, yeah, well, happy. It's beautiful here at Taunton, which is where I am too. Albeit a little windy. And Hannah, it certainly looked a little bit windy at Wantage Road yesterday. 
it definitely was and I got completely stitched up by Emily Marshall from We Got Game and the ECB um, to do an Instagram takeover and that was very very windswept <laughs> trying to get anything on your phone when it's windy is an absolute nightmare if you haven't got like mics and the rest of it but um, yeah and I think people could see at home on the live stream that the camera was swaying a little bit too. I would rather you than me. I know what Instagram is and that's about as far as I get. Right. Well, so semi-final. Southie Stars played the Central Sparks and it was one of those low scoring thrillers with almost identical scorecards. Now, I was watching on the live stream, but Hannah was there in person, as was Charlotte. She was talking about it. I'll start with you, Charlotte. What was it like? A, tell us a little bit about the game, but also what was it like? Because you knew you were playing later on in the day, but it's a long old waiting period. Yeah, it was a bit um, a bit interesting, really, because last year um, we had to play in that semi-final um, and unfortunately lost, but it was a bit of a long waiting game and, and you sort of, you know, deciding who do we want to play, the Sparks, all the stars, both very good teams. I did think the three best teams were in the, in the finals and involved in the finals day. Um, and it was, yeah, one of those low-scoring thrillers like you mentioned. It was, you know, one, I can't quite, quite remember the scores, um, but, you know, low 100s. And it looked like the the stars were, were sort of struggling um, and Bryony Smith brought them back into the game um, towards the back end of, of the innings. And she, she led from the front with the ball as captain. And it was a fantastic game of cricket. Um, in general, as a viewer, and we, we, myself as a Vipers fan, we were sort of just thinking, well, what actually is the best outcome here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we weren't really sure who we wanted to play, um, and but it was a fantastic game of cricket, and it was just unfortunate that Aidish Cranston and Bryony Smith didn't didn't really get going as they have done this whole tournament. Alice Capsey's not not had the best of luck either. She got a very good ball from Grace Potts and. It just looked like um, they just didn't get enough runs to begin with, um, which was which reigned true. But then it almost came up to back to a massive fight back, and and they just put the brakes on the sparks through the middle. They got rid of Amy Jones, which is obviously key, and got themselves back into the game. But it was a real ebbing and flowing match. Nobody really knew what was going on for most of it, and I thought they might sneak over the line at the end. And I was in I was in the commentary box with Tash Barron, who's unfortunately got a stress factor at the minute and sees herself missing out. Um, but she was just as stressed with head and hands most most of the way through it. <laughs> yeah, I bet she was. And so the Southeast Stars won the toss and batted Hannah. They only made 104 for eight, and then the Sparks raced to 34 in three overs. But that first innings, what was the feeling at the interval, Hannah? Did that feel below par, or was it a pitch where actually any score felt defendable? Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Because I think we sometimes go straight away when there's a low scoring match, like, all oh, the pitch. And I saw a really good piece, actually, by um, Cricket Her um, about that, about actually you're looking at the previous kind of scores on those kind of pitches and stuff, they weren't that bad kind of thing. Um, but it showed that because of the response by the Central Sparks, like there were runs to be had. And even the Vipers showed that there were runs to be had on that pitch. Um, so I don't know if we can put it all down to that. Um, but I think there's just some really good bowling on display, if I'm perfectly honest. And we mentioned it before, and you'll be so proud. I finally worked out what that stat was. If you lose three wickets in the power play, you have a 20% chance 
thanks to Charlotte Taylor and Adam Collins on um, comms yesterday. They mentioned it. It's been bugging me all season trying to work <laughs> out that. Um, but obviously, when the Stars went down 25 for 5 from a power play, it was always going to be a difficult task. And I think the mood in the press box in the traditional side rather than the comms side, we were all kind of thinking, oh, God, this match is going to be really quick for the Sparks. But to be fair to the Stars, they did put up a really good fight. And like Tay said, there was lots of ebbs and flows and back and forth and stuff. It turned out to be a low-scoring thriller indeed. Well, yeah, 59 for one in response, the Sparks were, were became 59 for two when Amy Jones felt fell that was the end of the seventh over so plenty of time plenty of wickets but Charlotte the stars juggled their bowlers really well didn't they there were eight different bowlers bowl Bryony Smith picked up four for 14 Alice Capsey came on as well the seventh bowler Alice Davison and Richards it really did even to the last two overs no one had any idea which way it was going no, they didn't. And I think that's the beauty of the Stars bowling attack. They have eight bowlers um, at their disposal. And when Alice Davidson Richards hadn't even bowled yet, I was sort of questioning that in itself. Why hasn't she bowled? Maybe, obviously, maybe they thought spin was the way forward. Bryony and, and Danny Gregory as well being so consistent and keeping things really tight and not giving anything away. Um, and then she came on to bowl at the end and and she was fantastic, wasn't she? So it's it's one of the strengths of the Stars and it's why they bought them I mean, they're a good side, aren't they, all round? But it's what brought them back into that game at the minute, being able to juggle the amount of options that they had. And the Sparks didn't quite have that level of, you know, that many options. The big question we were asking ourselves was, should Bryony Smith have actually bowled earlier? Um, she sort of brought herself on, you know, later, later than maybe she should have done to have more of an impact. She took four wickets and, and had she had another over up her sleeve, could they have snuck across the line? Who knows? Yes, indeed. And talk to us a little bit about the final then. Let's move on to that. Sparks won the toss and elected to bat. Was that the way you think George Adams would have gone anyway? Um, I think we would have probably done the same. We generally runs on the board in a final. It's kind of the, you know, the stereotypical way of looking at it. Um, however, the vibe, we're very good at chasing um, and we've done it most of this tournament and done it very well. Um, so I think that could be something that she would have she would have um, done if she had won the toss anyway, has is, is gone to chase. and But um, I think she was fairly happy either way because we've been successful chasing. Um, and uh, it's just a shame that she, she couldn't quite get um, any runs and she said to me after the game she's like all I want is to get a run at Northampton." <laughs> oh no well she didn't quite <laughs> get a run but she did get a winner's medal Hannah halfway what were you thinking was that again because it was 109 for eight the Sparks made they lost both openers relatively early so it was a really good play really good start for the Vipers Eve Jones and Izzy Wong both falling cheaply. 109 for eight was the highest score of the day so far. So I'm guessing people were still thinking it was in the balance. Yeah, we were definitely wondering what was going on with, like you mentioned earlier about the pitch and everything, because um, we didn't get access to go and check it or look at it or anything like that. Um, so we were thinking, oh, maybe actually that is an okay score and it 
they proved earlier that you can make a game out of it. Obviously, it went to like the 19.1 over or, or whatever it was in that kind of semi-final. But there was a lot of confidence that the Vipers were going to do it. We did feel over on our side that it was subpar from the Sparks. And you cannot... The Vipers bowling was just absolutely sublime. And I know Charlie Dean took a different role kind of opening up as well. And she spoke in some post-match interviews about the different matchups and stuff. Um, but it, yeah, it's... I don't think it was ever really in doubt for the Vipers. Um, it they felt like there was a definite confidence, and it's important as well to note that I didn't even realise who was missing from that Vipers lineup. Obviously, Charlotte Taylor yourself, like you've not really been in the mix this time round. Like M Windsor hasn't been in the mix too much. Um, Tara Norris on the sidelines. So many kind of key players from the finals of the past haven't been featuring in that competition for places at the Vipers. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Charlotte. I mean, it's such a strong squad to the extent that the second, the Vipers second team, I suspect, would do quite well in the tournament. But is it just brimming with confidence at the moment? It must be lovely to be part of it. Yeah, as a squad and, and as, you know, the depth we've got in our ranks is just fantastic. Freya Kemp's only 17 years old and um, she's just, taking the ball by the horns and the opportunity she's been given and she's been fantastic and everyone it forces everyone to get better you know Hannah just mentioned I haven't taken um you know a role in this tournament um but you know it forces me to go back to playing the second team cricket playing club cricket and and it forces you to get better and and that's what it's all about competition for paces is brilliant and it what what drives the whole team forward and you need to look forward to the future and how we're sustainable as a as a group and how we keep keep ourselves current you've got to look ahead and not just you know in the moment so um you know we've, we've recruited we've obviously got Anya Shropsall involved and she's been fantastic for our group and our, especially our bowling group and I think that's what's really stood us in good stead this one I mean you know we've got a, a strong batting lineup as well but I think having her involved and and having her on the field helping Georgia out has just been you know f- phenomenal really for our for our girls development. Yeah, it's been wonderful to see. And what was also wonderful to see, quite a slightly surreal moment, Hannah, at the end, is it can't be too often that a winning coach gets presented with a trophy that is named after them. Charlotte Edwards, naturally, I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it had to be done, I guess, didn't it? Um, At some point, um, obviously, South East Stars were the defending champions um, and... Vipers last year didn't quite make that initial semi-finals be able to get through to kind of contest it. Um, so this year, the fact that they got there, I think there was that added weight to it. And seeing Charlotte Edwards after the match celebrating and posing with her own trophy, taking Charlotte home. And I know the girls now talk about having both Rachel and Charlotte in their locker. So, um, you, yeah, you, not many living greats get to actually win their own trophy, do they? No, Charlotte, was there a bit of gentle ribbing of Charlotte Edwards for that? Uh, No, not really. She was pretty disappointed last year when we couldn't contest for her trophy, um, especially because the the final was at the Aegeus Bowl and we would like to have kept the trophy here. But I think she just, we know that we had to improve our T20 cricket from last year. We knew we weren't good good enough um, last year and we've absolutely done that and um, we've done brilliantly as a squad and Lottie was very, very happy to take her own trophy to bed last night, I think. Yeah, I can quite imagine she was. Hannah, what a tournament it's been. I mean, it's been 
quick fire. Games have happened rapidly, but the quality, you can definitely see the improvement in quality. Charlotte said at the beginning of the podcast that the best three sides were there on finals day. I think that's difficult to disagree with, would you say? And Viper's probably the standout team as well. Yeah, you can't argue with that. And I thought what Tay said on commentary yesterday as well um, about the lack of kind of T20 opportunities and now the more playing opportunities that women are getting, like thinking even back to county days, it was just kind of 40, 50 over competition. Club cricket was just 40, 50 over competitions. Now we're seeing so much more T20 across the whole pathway of the women and girls games. It's only going to get bigger and better year on year. We're seeing the scores improve. Hypercourse put that stat out. Um, about was it 142? The average has been this season, or 147. Um, so obviously the final much lower than that, but the scores are just going to keep getting more competitive year on year. Yeah, it's brilliant to see, and the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy to come relatively shortly as well. Start of July, I think that begins to be played largely on Saturdays. Charlotte, for you, I mean, you're very close to it as a as a player, and you'll know a lot of you know your teammates very well, and players in all the other squads. Have there been any who's been a breakout star for you? Anyone who you've gone, maybe not been surprised because you probably know these people well and that they can perform, but anyone you've been like, yeah, it was her chance to shine and she's taken it. Um, I think there's been a, a few across the tournament. I mean, for us personally, it's probably Freya Kemp. Um, being 17 years old and coming into her first sort of professional look at cricket, she was fantastic for us. Um, for other teams, I think Grace Potts, I think she's bowled brilliantly for the Sparks. Um, she took, you know, wickets in, in semi-final and, and the final um, yesterday. Um, looking at other teams as well. Uh, who am I? Who else is there? Diamonds. I think they had Lee Cashbrook, didn't they, come over? She was brilliant for them. Um, and there's been a few, you know, across across all the different teams um, and including some, some big names as well, like Charlie Dean for us, you know, coming off a really, really good international summer and backing that up in this tournament and being, you know, a real leader. She stood up and she really backed up everything that she's, she's learned when you go away and, and you tour with England. So um, it's really exciting times for... For all the teams across across all the regions, it's um, you know, really exciting. So Marie, I just want to mention Marie Kelly as well. She's been fantastic for the Lightning as well in uh, in recent months. Um, and another one that's been around the circuit for a long time. It's really nice to see somebody that's, you know, not, not. I don't think she's similar to me. That's probably doing a disservice. I don't think she's quite as old as me. Um, <laughs> but she's she's been around for a long time, and she's and she's played enough T20 cricket now, and she's learnt the craft, and she's been brilliant. Oh, fantastic. And Hannah, what about for you? Who's caught your eye in this tournament? Apart from naming everyone that Taze just mentioned. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can I, if you like. You can if you like. No, I also think, oh, was it like Izzy Wong yesterday in that semi-final eliminator round was superb with Grace Potts. Like those two bowling in partnership, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it scares me that Izzy Wong is still only 20 years old. Um, there's obviously been a lot of hype about her, but she's actually living up to it, which is obviously quite a lot of pressure for young shoulders. But um, I also have been really impressed with the switch from Abby Freeborn to Central Sparks. So uh, she wasn't enjoying her time at Lightning too much, moved across to Sparks. And her game just seems like it's taken on massively, just taken to the next level hugely. She's got way more shots in her locker. She was kind of 
a prolific sweeper before and yes yeah, she could do other things but she was kind of over reliant on that perhaps um whereas yesterday seeing her bat playing almost 360 was so good and she, she only got 18 but there's, she scored 50 on debut for the Sparks and everything too um Davina Perrin is obviously an exciting talent too with Sparks but yeah without naming everybody that Tays just did. I'm trying to think of somebody different. Um, Callie Moore, she yeah. was really good yesterday for the Stars. Um, and she has been consistent all season. So, yeah, there's a really, really good future ahead for the women's game here, I think. Yes, indeed. Abby Freeborn, eighth in the run scoring chart. So I think it's fair to say that that move has been a success for her. Finally, Hannah, is there a danger? Not is there a danger, but how, what are the other sides who didn't make it to finals day? What have they got to do to try and improve and just close that gap? Because there was a little bit of a gap between the top couple of sides and the, the sides that finished near the bottom, thinking about lightning and sunrises. And young sides, is it just experience? Partly, but also I'll keep preaching the structure piece. Like If you look at the Vipers, they've put so much investment into their backroom staff. They've got so many opportunities. They've created tournaments along that South Coast for pathways to come through and talent ID pieces and stuff, whether that's happening across the board. Obviously, with Sunrisers as well, they've got a difficult challenge that they are nine kind of counties trying to you know, encompass nine areas into kind of one host place and stuff must be quite difficult. Um, but they're really improving and we've seen huge strides there. But I think it is just a structure piece. I think we need to see more dedicated staff, full-time roles, performance support in all the areas um, to close that gap, to be honest. And perhaps there is an element of spreading the talent around a bit more. So obviously Vipers are heavily packed with England players. And for Lightning, you've only got Tammy Beaumont at the moment. Um, obviously, you've got some associate players in Catherine Bryce, Sarah Bryce, etc. Um, as P- uh, Piper Cleary come over as the overseas and everything. But is that, is that fair that they've only got just Tammy, who obviously has missed a few matches with, I think she got COVID, um, bless her. So, yeah, that's a key question, I guess, in terms of player allocations. Yeah, so perhaps maybe more potentially having a draft system for players on England contracts to even it out a little bit yeah I guess so but I guess it's also quite hard as well because it's not just like the Vipers have been allocated all these players they've no, no. grown them and you know yeah. through ranks and stuff too so it is quite hard and also because the money isn't there yet for the players can you expect players to kind of pack up and move around the country on such temporary contracts and yeah there's so there's so many kind of structural issues at the play at the moment it's a big challenge, but an exciting one that I hope the ECB really look into and the regions themselves start investing, getting commercial sponsorships, etc., to start building up their sustainability in the game. Yeah, that all does sound very sensible. Early stages, relatively. I think it'll take a bit of time. Charlotte, finally, I'll just ask you, uh, looking forward to the Rachel Hayhoe Flint coming up, defending champions, so a trophy, a title to defend. Yeah, we're very excited as a group, aren't we? I mean, the finals at Lords. What's what's more exciting than that? Um, we've got you know a very a very strong squad of players, like I've mentioned, and we'd be wanting to defend that trophy for sure. Oh, well, excellent. Well, look, very best of luck, Charlotte Taylor. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Hannah, as ever, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for putting up with my waffle. Thank you for putting up my, with mine. Um, right, well, for one final time, then I'll say goodbye on the Charlotte Edwards Cup review. We'll be back for the Rachel Hayho Flint Trophy, though. Do not worry. It's, we've had Seven Vipers star Charlotte Taylor, Seven Vipers star and commentator as well, to, on commentary duties over the weekend. Um, Hannah Thompson as well, esteemed journalist, commentator. You do a bit of all oh, social Instagram takeovers. Is there anything Hannah can't do and from myself sam dally it's goodbye for us and we will speak to you very soon we got some beautiful chats we got some beautiful stats and we won't stop talking we won't give it a rest and as a matter of fact it's time to get it off our chests Cricket, 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 cricket. Sports Social Podcast Network.